0: What is going
3: on, Buffalo Fanatics? It's your man, Rev, and you are now tuned in to another episode of Rated Rev, brought to you by Underdog Fantasy on the Buffalo Fanatics Network. Smash that like, hit the subscribe button if you haven't already done so. I am so glad to be here with you guys for this show. And I'll tell you what, I've got a very special guest who's coming on a little bit later, and y'all going to want to stay tuned because I'm so glad to have this brother here with me. Uh, But we're going to talk about a whole lot tonight. We want to definitely get into your feelings, your thoughts, your emotions about the Buffalo Bills and where they stand right now. And I'll be honest, it's been a disappointing season so far for the Buffalo Bills. I think we can all agree to that. We were all very hopeful that the Bills would go all the way this season. And I might Counting the year off, but just as far as expectations are concerned, when we started the year, I think many of us felt like the Bills would go all the way this year. But as it stands right now,
4: the Buffalo Bills are six and six and second place in the division behind the Miami Dolphins. And I'll be honest, I mean, they'd
3: be lucky to make the playoffs. If we're being honest, the Buffalo Bills would be lucky to make the playoffs. And that's a tough pill. That's a tough pill to swallow, um, especially when you consider the fact that they had such high expectations coming into the season. Now, the good news, though, is that the Bills have five games remaining on their schedule to change their fate. The bad news, however, is the teams that they have left to play have a combined win-loss record of 31 and 25. Now, according to sharp football analysis based on team efficiency
4: this season the Buffalo Bills have the third hardest strength of schedule remaining in this season now they've played the second easiest schedule
3: through week 12 and they sit at just six and six and are currently the 10th seed in the AFC so the truth of the matter is they have absolutely nobody to blame, but themselves. The schedule though, I think at the beginning of the year for the bills was there at the start of the season. It was there for them to really kind of get off to a good start, you know what I mean? To have a solid record, allowing them to struggle um, if they needed to along, I mean, you know, as they, as they approached down the stretch, you know, this, this, this gauntlet of teams down the stretch. Unfortunately though, the Buffalo Bills laid major eggs this season, dropping games to below-average teams
4: like the Jets, the Bengals, the Broncos, and the Patriots, of all Now, the Bills
3: currently face the NFL's third-most difficult schedule of opponents in their final five games of the year. After a bye this week, they have to play three top-six teams. That include the Chiefs, the Cowboys,
4: and a rematch with the Dolphins again. With two of those teams on the road. They'll also make a trip cross-country to play the Los Angeles Chargers, who I know their record may not show anything, but they have talent, and that's a good football team. So, needless to say, the Buffalo Bills have put
3: themselves in this hole and they're going to have to dig themselves out of it. And with five incredibly tough and highly important games left to go, the stakes could not be any higher. So my question to all of Bills Mafia and to those who are watching and those who are listening uh, who will listen via podcast
4: format, can the Bills, <laughs> with five games left, can the Bills – make a run to save the season? Can they do it? We've seen in years past the Bills at the tail end of the year have been able to make a run. But the question is, have they dug themselves in too far and too deep of a hole? And that's what we're going to talk about tonight, the Bills' path to the playoffs. What happened, ladies and gentlemen? What happened? The Bills are 6-6 and right now. I don't think any of us
3: anticipated or imagined they would be sitting at this current record right now. Second place in the AFC East. We spent, I don't know how long, probably all offseason, listening to, you know, uh, fans throughout the division, Dolphins fans, Jets fans, et cetera, talk about how, you know, the Bills are, are, are not going to win the division. Um, we laughed at talks about how the Bills were going to be third place in the division behind the Dolphins and the Jets. Um, Dolphins fans were very confident going into the season. They believed without a doubt that the, that the Dolphins would win the division. And we, by, by, by many standards, we just kind of laughed at it all.
4: But who has the last laugh right now? Who's laughing right now? The Bills are six and six. Um, I'm not trying to find a silver lining here. It is what it is. Like I mentioned
3: earlier, they dug themselves into this hole and they're going to have to dig themselves out of it.
4: When you look at the start of the season, week one, they lose against the Jets. How in the world that happened when you consider the fact that Aaron Rodgers left due to injury and they were playing against Zach Wilson, who has been benched numerous times this year. They lost that game. Then we look at this team and they went on a on a win streak and we thought that hey, hey, hey you know, this this
3: this is the team that that, that we want to see. This is the team right here that the Bills are capable of being. They blew out the Raiders, thirty-three to ten. I mean, thirty-eight to ten in week two. They followed that up against the Commanders, thirty-seven to three. Then in week four,
4: against the division rival Miami Dolphins, who at that time were beating the brakes off of everybody, we went in there with the Dolphins, who I think just put up seventy points on the Broncos, and we completely. Decimated them, obliterated them, forty-eight to twenty. Bills flying high. Week five, we go overseas, London game, against the Jacksonville Jaguars. I don't
3: know if anybody felt like the Bills were going to win that game, or if they felt like they were going to uh, uh, lose the game. Um, I was I was fairly confident in that game, but there were some things that happened that I didn't like heading into the game, number one was how late in the week Sean McDermott took the team out there. Very late in the week. And I felt like um, that could bite them in the butt, you know. And then they were doing a lot of sightseeing as well, so I didn't feel like that was the right move. Um, Whether or not I was right or not (laughs) uh, really doesn't matter because at the end of the day, the Bills lost that game and they looked
4: awful. They looked awful. And at that moment in that game is where the wheels started to fall off a little bit here on the team. Losses to DeQuan Jones and then Matt Milano. And then, oh, prior to that game, the Bills lost Shadavis White to an Achilles injury. Loss for the season. And so
3: by week five, the Bills lost three key starters to season-ending injuries. And the Bills dropped that Jaguars game in London, twenty-five to twenty. Many were questioning the Bills' fate already at Week
4: Five, wondering what they could do. How are they going to be able to overcome those type of losses to the defense? So they enter Week Six back home to face the New York Giants. Brian Dayball returning back to Buffalo and. Again, for the second week in a row, they looked pitiful. The offense stumbles over
3: themselves. The Bills got lucky, and I mean lucky, and
4: escaped with a win, 14-9. And one with many would, would agree that Taron
3: Johnson uh, pass, uh, interfered with Darren Waller and a would-be game-winning touchdown. And had the Bills lost to the Giants, I think the pitchforks would have been out at that moment. But the Bills escaped with a victory, a narrow victory, 14-9 against the Giants. And that's when the talk was, was,
4: was going. Even though they won, it felt like a loss. So then you got week seven at New England. Terrible team. Terrible offense. Macaroni Jones. And what do the Buffalo Bills do? They lay probably one of the worst losses of the season against a team that had no business, none, hanging in the game, let alone winning. The Bills lost
3: to the New England Patriots 29-25, and I don't think I can ever forgive that team for that loss, ever. When you look at how bad the Patriots are and how bad they were then, we made Mac Jones look like a pretty decent quarterback. And I don't care about the injuries to the defense. That makes no I don't care whatsoever. The Bills' backups should have handily
4: defeated the Patriots. Handily. They dropped that loss to the Patriots, 29-25. Then week eight, against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they're at home, and they look better. All of a sudden, we see glimpses of the the offense
3: that we saw early in the season. Josh Allen coming back, and the Bills won that game 24-18. Still a close game, but nevertheless, some encouraging things that that we were able to see in that game.
4: That gave us hope. Okay, maybe the Bills have found their way. Maybe they're turning things around. In week nine, against... Uh, despised foe in the Cincinnati Bengals. In Cincinnati, the Bills lose. Now, I don't know many people thought that the Bills were going to win that game. Um, they lost. And they lost to that game 24-18. to 18. <laughs> The Bills would go on a two-game losing Intrigue following
3: that game against the Denver Broncos on Monday night football. Of all people, they would lose the Broncos 24 to 22. The offense again looks bad. Questions galore about Ken Dorsey and the offense and whether or not he needs to stay or go were surrounding this team. National media were all over the Bills and this offense, Sean McDermott and Ken Dorsey and Josh Allen.
4: And the season was kind of in the balance. And what did Sean McDermott do? He finally cuts ties with his offensive coordinator, Ken Dorsey. Says enough is enough. Many thought that he was a scapegoat. Others thought that it was the right thing to do. Needless to
3: say, Joe Brady becomes the offensive coordinator for the Buffalo Bills on an interim basis. And in week 11, the rematch against the New York Jets at Highmark
4: Stadium, we saw the Buffalo Bills offense that we wanted to see. And they won not by a close
3: game, but by remarkable fashion, 32-6. to six, with Josh Allen going completely off in that game. Which set up the week 12 matchup just ahead of the bye week. Week 12 against the Philadelphia Eagles.
4: Again, a tough, tough game against the Eagles on the road in Philly. And I tell you what, throughout that game, that was probably
3: the game of the year, in my opinion. That was a heavyweight match. Toe-to-toe, blow-for-blow, say what you want. I mean, I know people were talking about the – uh the referees and all that kind of stuff. And, yes, it was a poorly
4: officiated game. But the Bills had plenty of opportunities to win that game, plenty of opportunities. And they squandered them away. They allowed Jalen Hurts and the Eagles to make adjustments in the second half and to come back in that game. And Josh Allen did his thing in that game. And many would say Josh Allen actually won that game. Only to end up going into overtime because the defense could not make a stop. The Eagles punt I mean kick a 59-yard field goal to send the game into overtime. And the rest is history, right? We know what happened. We know what happened. Eagles took the field. Bills lost that game. I Many would question a lot of the, a lot of the
3: uh, the calls and the and that that Sean McDermott made in that game, especially at that particular moment in overtime. Some of the defensive calls and the plays and the being the, the conservative nature that we've seen Sean McDermott coach
4: his team in crunch time and, 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 and in key moments of the game. And the Eagles march down the field on a terrible call by Sean McDermott. Zero bullets. But Jalen Hurts runs it in for the touchdown. Eagles win. 37 to 34 in overtime. <laughs> Here we are, the Buffalo Bills sitting at six and six at the bye week. And we're asking the question, what happened? What happened with these Buffalo Bills? How could they get to this place? They had high expectations. We had high expectations. But now they're on the outside looking in, trying to figure out if they are even going to make the playoffs. A lot of questions. Am I right? A lot of questions about this team, about what went wrong a lot of people are talking about Sean McDermott.
3: Sean McDermott. And whether or not you trust him going forward, not just this year, but I'm talking about
4: in the future. Is Sean McDermott seat hot? Um you know uh we talked about
3: Josh Allen and 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 is Josh Allen being restrained by by Sean McDermott? I mean, is there could there be an opportunity a, a, a possibility where we see Josh Allen's career being wasted because of Sean McDermott
4: and his conservative nature and coaching at the highest stakes and the biggest moments of games. That's a question that not only am I posing to you all in the chat, but it's a question that I want to ask my guest and he's been patient. So I'm gonna bring him on right now. Ladies and gentlemen, do me this favor.
3: Drop some fire emojis right now in the chat for my man, the host of the overreaction Buffalo sports show on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network, my brother from another mother,
4: the voice, Joe Miller. What is going on, Joe? Oh, I'm there. And how are you feeling,
3: babe?
2: Good. I'm doing good. It's uh, I'm gonna need this week to recover from everything that we've watched uh, through the first twelve games of the season, right? So th- this is a nice uh, week to just kind of settle in, taking some football tomorrow and, and Monday, and just kind of just allow my body to, and my heart to relax. Like let's just let's just get some of the bad juju out of here, right? So
3: oh, no doubt, man, no doubt. Like like, I don't know. I- that Eagles game, and I'll be honest, Joe, like, I at the beginning of the year, when I saw that schedule and I saw the Eagles game, I, I penciled in a loss. There was no way I thought the Bills were going to win that game. But, yeah. you know, as, a, as the season progressed and when we started, started to see, especially like like the last few weeks, when we started to see what Joe Brady was able to do with the offense, I kind of got – I got my expectations kind of rose a little bit. And I was like, you know what, man, I think this team can win. And I went on my show um, just before that game, and, and I gave the Bills a victory. I felt mm. like the Bills could win that game against the Eagles. Mm. And um they went out there in it and early in that game. It looked like the Bills were about to open the floodgates. Yep. And some things started happening in the first half. Um, a lot of questionable calls, a lot of, you know, people talk about officiating. And of course, I'm not, I'm not one to blame you know, wins and losses on officials, but I mean, officiating has been terrible throughout the entire, you know, league. Um, but it's hard to overlook some of these things, but needless to say, there are opportunities for the bills to, to really win that game
4: mm-hmm. early
3: on. I mm-hmm. thought one of the, one of the key moments in the game, I thought that that turned the tide was that James cook drop. Oh yeah. For a would be walk in touchdown.
2: Yeah. Second, um, drive, Se- second possession. Second
3: drive. Of the game. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, When you consider the 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 elements in that game and and just what was happening, I thought the Bills were on a roll and they could have won that game. Second half comes, Bills have the lead, and uh, all of a sudden, man, it's like and we've seen this before, right? The Eagles, you know, this is kind of what they do. They're 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 you know they they come back in the second half. We saw Mm -hmm. them we saw them do it against the Chiefs. You know, it's just what they do. Yep. They make adjustments. They're they're very very well coached team, and they came back in that game and they made it a game and 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 the Bills were just they weren't un, they were unable to do anything from as far as keeping them from scoring and whatnot, but they still a chance, and uh, I mean Joe Josh looked like he won that game. It looked like he won that game until he didn't. <laughs> Until he didn't, or or or, you know what I mean, and and so yeah. like, I, I'm I'm gonna say this, man. Like, you, I watched your show, man, because see, like, well, I appreciate that. I, you know, as a content creator, you know, I, sometimes, hey, man, I I need I need a therapy session, right? And so, <laughs> um, I, I go throughout my rounds, and it, you know, and I listen to shows, and and man, your 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 post game show, man, you said it so eloquently. You, you said something that was just so profound to me. And it has stuck with me the entire week. And you posed a question. And you said it to the effect of this. You asked, how many times has Josh Allen walked off the field only to walk into the locker room a loser? Hmm. Elaborate on that for me, man, if, if you will. Um, elaborate on, on that point. And uh, to all right now, just right now, just let us know – what you mean by that and really where that came from.
2: So, I mean, for, for me, there was just a, there was a measure of familiarity, right? So there was, there was a, there was a degree of familiarity in what we watched happen. So the Buffalo bills go through the first half of that game and they overcame a tremendous amount of things that weren't necessarily their fault to get them in position to be up by 10 at halftime. Uh, And then the second half happens right? Uh, the, The Eagles offense, as you said, makes adjustments. The Bills defense does not. The Bills still are maintaining a lead. And then we just watch that lead evaporate as the Bills defense basically allows 30 points in the second half of that football game. But even still with that, Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills offense go down the field and they do exactly what they need to do to put the Bills in a situation where Josh Allen, right? They're in, they're in the driver's mm-hmm. seat. All They just need the defense to make a play. Um, And as that familiarity feeling kind of was just resonating with me, it, it I'm sitting there watching and it just was like, how many times does this have to happen? And now I know, and you went through it eloquently in your, in your monologue about how bad this offense was early in the season and how the defense played well and the offense couldn't, couldn't be trusted. Uh, and obviously re- leading to the Dorsey firing and then you know, we get Joe Brady and all of a sudden Josh Allen is, you know, I, am effing back, you know, the John wick thing, which to me was mm-hmm. an indictment on, on, on Ken Dorsey as much as it was on himself. Like, I, I don't think it's just Josh that's yeah. back. I think there's a measure of what he's being given that is allowing him to be back. But it just, it just basically came up out of me. Like how many times is, does this have to happen? And I literally wrote in my notes, how many times does Josh Allen have to walk off the field a winner? And walk into the locker room a loser we know that it's happened twice this year we know that it happened yep. against the cardinals in the in the hail mary game uh we know that it also happened in the chiefs game twice so that's five right mm-hmm. there and there was yep. a measure of hyperbole when i said it because even in my show i said is it is it two times this year is it five times that we know of 10 times 15 like how many times does it have to happen before it gets to the point where it's unacceptable?" Um, and I had the opportunity, the gym that I go to, there's a, a Canadian professional football quarterback that actually works out. He lives here in Buffalo. And I asked him, I was like, at what point, like, where are you at when it's like, I've done my part, I've done my job. And this isn't a one-off. It hasn't happened a couple times. Like it, it happens. It's getting to the point where I think even the offense is, is feeling it. And he's like, well, at some point in time, he goes, if I'm the quarterback, if I'm Josh Allen, I'm probably going to the owner and having a conversation. Mm-hmm. And I don't want hmm. to pump the brakes a little bit because a lot of my show, as much as my show is entitled the Overreaction Show, I don't overreact a ton. We as Bills fans, as Bills mafia, overreact. My yeah. show is about just bringing the emotion, which Rico does very well too. So Rico is is probably the king uh, of of just bringing you how he felt during the game and how he feels post game, and I do a very similar thing, um, but. Even with that overreaction, you know, if if we paint the the realistic picture, you know, Josh Allen has lost 38 games in his career. That's it, 38, Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's if you include 2018 when the Bills went six and ten. He's lost 28 games since 2019, the first year he went to the playoffs. If you remove those two years, he's one or he's lost. I think it's uh 21 games and three playoff games in that time. So it's not like he's lost a ton of games and the defense has let them down an immeasurable immeasurable amount of time. But there's just a familiarity about the way this feels, where Josh Allen does what he's supposed to do, and then the defense doesn't. And then you just get – it's infuriating when you have the conversations afterwards. Bro, you know what I'm talking about because you're you're, you're at the water cooler. You're – wherever you're at, you're at the family's house for Thanksgiving. It's like, yeah, but Josh Allen threw an interception. And it's like, oh, my God. Like, really? That's where we're at on this? (laughs) Josh Allen threw an interception? So the whole game is Josh Allen's fault because he threw one interception.
4: Right, right.
2: Give me a break. So, yeah, that's where it's that nice, kind man. of came from. It's not, it's not.
3: Yeah, it, it's, it, it really makes no sense, I mean, when, when you think about it. And, and, and it's sad though, because, and, and, and I can kind of, I mean, I feel for the, for a lot of the fans because they, 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 they they've, they've, they've kind of asked this question like, like, you know, are we, are we going to see Josh Allen's career get wasted, you know, be behind, you know, a coach who, who, who has, for you know like like you mentioned a handful of times five times lost the game yeah. when he's won it yeah you it's know probably like more than five. it's probably point, more than five it's just five that yeah. i remember <laughs> right exactly so like right. and, and that's what makes it even worse so, right. so it's like at what point is 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 enough enough you know like how much can you expect josh to do um you know we talk about superman josh and and, and we need josh we you know call him the winter soldier and and, and, and him coming out and, and taking the team on, his, on, you know, on his back, on his shoulders and winning these games. But, like, he's handcuffed in moments like these in the big games that we, that we talk about mm-hmm. that we've seen where he has gone toe-to-toe with Jalen Hurts, gone toe-to-toe with Pat Mahomes, won the game, you know, had the game-winning, you know, or supposed to have been game-winning drive. And then, oh, man, there's too much time left on the clock. What's the mm-hmm. defense going to do? Is the defense going to be able to make a stop, or, or? Yeah, and yeah. then we see Sean McDermott going out there. I mean, going back to 13 seconds, I'm sitting here looking like, like, at that defense and, and just how they 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 called that 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 series, that drive, and and we even hear, um, we heard, you know, uh, uh, Kelsey talk about it, like, like, man, I can't believe it, that they left us with that much space, and and it was just pick, mm-hmm. it was just pitch and catch, it was too easy. And mm-hmm. I remember watching that game, vehemently, like saying, like, like. Like, man, why are you guys so far off the line of scrimmage? Get back on. They're just trying to get in field goal range to take. And and here's Shami trying to protect the end zone. Like, like, are you serious? It was it was highly infuriating. I don't, I don't mean to bring that back up because you know, uh, I, you know, for the most part, you know, I would like to believe that that wounds have healed. But uh, as you can tell, mine Damn. hasn't quite healed yet. But no. but we see, we see this happening over and over and over again, and. We thought things would change, and so he fires, or he doesn't really fire. Um, Leslie Frazier decides to take a year off, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. "Quote unquote," and uh, and so Sean I, takes I, over I the liked, defense. I, and-
2: I liked, hang on, I liked Les what Leslie said. So Leslie said, with everything that was going on and with everything that happened with Demar, I just needed to step away. Which to me, there was some. To me, there was some relevancy that that ranked because. I mean, if we put our yeah. back in that, put ourselves back in that situation. I mean, the world stopped in that moment. The world, like when they cut back from Absolutely. commercial, and I don't mean to I don't mean to tangent on you, but when, when, when they cut back from commercial yeah. and Josh Allen's in tears and all the teams in tears, that's the moment you knew like everything that you would ever feared was happening on that yeah. football field. A man was dead, right? On the football field. Like, because we've all yes. probably thought that before. What if somebody ever died in a football game? Right? What would happen? And mm-hmm. here we are. So I respect what he said, and I believe him. I, I just want to say that that I believe Leslie sure. did step away because he needed to just separate himself, kind of, from everything that happened last year because there was a lot. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah, you you, you were rockets so Yeah, keep no, going. no.
3: It, I mean, it, I mean, it was it was a lot. I mean, and 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 just to kind of piggyback on the on your on your point there, I mean, it it that moment showed us that that life was bigger than football. Correct. You know, right. So and so I can I can definitely. um, agree with with Leslie Frazier and where he's coming from I can you know and how you know what hey let's just pump the brace let me just pause for a second and and, and take some time away from the game yeah okay yeah and so um yeah I believe him. I believe on that it, it, but then, then when we see Sean McDermott here he takes he takes the reins and now he's calling the defense and many people thought that you know when you look at the playoffs you know thought the Bills playoffs I mean under Sean McDermott you know um uh, they look at, at, at Leslie Frazier's defense. You know, he's you know, he's the defensive coordinator, and we look at the points given up and all that kind of stuff, and, and we look at this, and we kind of point the point the finger at Leslie Frazier. Well, now he's gone, he's out of the picture. Now it's all on Sean McDermott. And so we're believing that all right, Sean is this aggressive, you know, defensive-minded guy. And we hear from his former um, you know, um coach and Ron Rivera talk about how aggressive he is, and we start to see glimpses of that throughout the season. Yeah, but did. then when Here's high pressure moments,
4: mm-hmm.
3: in these big games, we start to see some of these things that we thought were dead. We're like, hold on a second, wait, mm-hmm. wait. I thought that was Leslie. Mm-hmm. I thought that was Frazier. Right. Came back to life. Why, You know why, why are we? Why, you know where's this conservativeness coming from? I, 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 yeah. I thought, I thought, I thought the guy who did that was gone. I thought he was the quote unquote scapegoat. I thought he was the reason.
2: But you hit I, the okay, nail on the well, head. You know,
3: I'll, I'll kind of, I'll overlook it, right? I overlook You're- it, but I'm like, hold on a second, maybe it's not. maybe it wasn't Frazier maybe he's looking like it's him
2: no it's it's definitely Frazier so that was definitely Frazier's defense and I think the the challenge that I have and the problem that I have with the whole situation is McDermott has been calling a much more aggressive defense uh and this defense has been playing lights out early in the chat before the show started people were like oh you know how can we expect him to win missing Daquan Jones missing Matt Milano missing Trey and the reality is is this defense isn't far off from where they were when they started. So Lenville Joseph is doing a fine job. The the defensive line is getting after it, and I know people are upset with Vaughn, and and I don't want to talk about the stuff necessarily right now about Vaughn, but just Vaughn in general. Uh, You know, Terrell Bernard is not Matt Milano, but he is a wild surprise. So I'm the guy that literally at the beginning of the year had a video rolling around of me saying that we don't have a legitimate starting middle linebacker. Lo and behold, Terrell Bernard is playing good football. Oh, I think everybody said that. Right. Right, and then Razul Douglas, I don't care what anybody says, is the number one corner. So I'm really excited to see Trey come Mm -hmm. back. So this defense is not as far off and probably shouldn't get the pass that we wanted to give it, despite the fact that they were playing borderline lights out. They were suffocating people. And when the Bills have the lead by by one possession, three points, seven points, six points, or if they're down, that defense plays lights out, they suffocate you, and they can basically crush whatever offense they're playing. But for some reason, as soon as they get up, and this the rub that I have with this whole situation, as soon as they get up by 10, 17, 20, they revert to that mm-hmm. Leslie Frazier Ben, but don't break defense, which yes. is exactly what happened. And this is where the rub comes. McDermott was asked on Monday specifically, uh, I think the, the report, the beat reporter's name is Charlie. He said, what changed? And McDermott said, nothing changed. He said, schematically, what changed? Something, nothing changed. Like he doubled mm-hmm. down that nothing yeah. changed. And it's like everybody that watched that football game saw the Bills go from suffocating, getting after Jalen Hurts, to basically to what you said, nine yards off the ball. Oh, you want to throw it nine yards? Go ahead. You want to throw it seven yards? Go ahead. You want to throw it eight yards? Go ahead. Something definitely changed. So there, there is a stark difference between McDermott's defense and Frazier's defense, but Frazier's defense is still there. And literally, they roll to it, and they've mm-hmm. done it forever. And that's that familiarity. How yeah. much time is too much time? Yeah. When when the Bills score and take the lead with two minutes left, everybody oh. in Bills' mouth is like, "There's too much time." If the Bills score and take the lead with a minute <laughs> thirty left, everybody in Bills' mouth is like, "There's too much time." If it's a minute, we're like, exactly. "Okay, we got a we got a chance." And then the Bills still can let up thirteen seconds. We've seen it dwindle down to thirteen seconds, and in a mm. moment where 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 Sean McDermott could have could have written his own storybook about 20 seconds to take over 13 seconds just like he did oh, against man. the lions last year he basically sent josh allen out there to kneel on the football and that was that was all you needed to know like up oh, we're just gonna kneel on it and yeah I wasn't in my feelings but I am oh, now
3: and <laughs> <laughs> see now now I'm I'm in my feelings too Joe because that right there I think there was a message spoken mm-hmm. in those 20 seconds. Oh yeah Oh yeah, that wasn't spoken. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you have you you were the recipient, like you said, the recipient of 13 seconds a couple of years ago. Yep, you have yep. Josh Allen playing some of his best ball this year against one of the top teams, not just in the NFC but in the National Football League, in the pouring rain. The man was on fire, and with did 20 seconds year. left to go, you did it last yes. year against the Lions on Thanksgiving. Against against the lions exactly they did it against the lions and so you have that as a reference and with 20 seconds to go you decide you know what I don't trust my I'm not I'm not willing to trust my quarterback now I get it people will say well Rev they only had one timeout left okay well whose fault was that because if we go back <laughs> he wasted a timeout trying to what is this 1980 trying to ice the kicker
2: but Rev Josh does that really threw an interception. Work? But Rev Josh threw an interception. So oh, come it's on all now. Josh's fault. He, he it's it's, it's got to be Josh's fault
3: because he threw an interception. I mean, he, he regardless I mean, regardless
2: of the fact that the defender came off of his man and made an incredible defensive play, yep. you know, it's still Josh's fault that he threw an interception. It's all everything. And, and it's, it's his
3: fault. It's his fault. It's and it's coach fault. didn't trust him again. Coach was like, you know what? Hey, I'm not going to put the ball up in the air 20 seconds ago. I don't trust my quarterback to not make a mistake. So let me just kneel it out. But at the and end, of, at
2: the end, of, at the end of the day, Josh, technically, this game won that game twice too, right? So I mean, they he, had to well, kick he, a he time, game time field goal, right? At the in the last seconds, in the in the waning yep. seconds of the game, and then Josh Allen drove the field, and yes, we all know about the the parting of the seas that you know, uh, Ghost Davis went out and he threw the ball in. Yes, I called him Ghost Davis. Mm. Ghost Davis went out and he 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 threw it in but then they kicked a field goal and took the lead josh did his took job the and then what happens the defense let He walk out the
3: field a winner and eight he... yards
2: nine yards 12 yards eight nine whatever bang straight down the field and then everybody saw there what happened after that i think that was also very telling just hearing one of the one of the philly players talk about the fact that when yeah. they lined up in that defense on the last play the jalen hurts walked off on they it was cover zero they and they knew it they were like oh my gosh like Regardless of what the call play is, if the defense shows us that look, we know exactly what's going to happen. Jalen's going to run it in or just take off, Mm -hmm. and that's exactly what happened. And the fact that McDermott doesn't know that tendency, doesn't know that in that situation that that's exactly what's going to happen, is probably more so. It's problematic, yeah. It's It's
3: problematic. It's it's problematic. That's exactly what it is because you're supposed to be this this top-flight, defensive-minded guy, and (laughs) – the Eagles said, look, this is, this is a staple play. This is it. I mean, you can look at countless tape after tape after tape, game after game after game, and you can see them running that play all right. the time. And for you as a head coach to sit there and say, in that moment, let me just call a zero blitz. That's right. what I'm going to do. I'm going to call a blitz <laughs> in this moment here. And, uh, yeah, the blitz is going to work. It's right. going to work. Right. And, I mean, where was your film study? You know, and I get it. We we can we can blame we can try to blame execution. We can try to blame you know Micah Hyde for you know for 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 being out of position. But that play should never happen. And see, and here and here's my gripe too, because coaches oftentimes want to talk about execution, and they almost want to lay the lay the blame on on players for oh. their lack of execution far too often. Oh. When, in my opinion, and I'm no football player, but in my opinion, I mean it's not our fault that we don't execute a bad play. You sure, know, sure. you're the one calling the play and this play is not going to work. Yeah, The offense knows it's not going to work, but you're still calling this play and you expect us to execute it when it's not going to work. And so like Sean McDermott, he has to take some of the blame and he has to take accountability. But the problem is as a defensive coordinator, he's not firing himself. And yeah, so, no. so who who else who who else does he have to look at? You know, like he's he's not gonna he's not gonna say you know what I'm gonna give the the job to, you know, B- Babbage or or or, or uh, Washington. You know what you, you know I'm I'm firing myself. I'm relieving myself of defensive co- coordinator duties. You guys call but He's not going to do that. So yeah, yeah. it's it's an issue, Joe, and, and and it's it's highly frustrating for me watching that happen. Sure. You know, far too often. You know, and we have to rely on on Josh. You know to do his job and he's done his job and 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 like jeff king says and i appreciate jeff coming in with the super chat jeff he says you the winter soldier should not be a weekly thing it should be smashed glass when needed and he's needed too much uh and he gives out give a shout out to you joe uh rev joe good to see you um i i i agree with jeff man it's like like the winter soldier josh allen he shouldn't have to be coming out of the the phone booth you know what I mean? Uh, well, there's, every well, there's single a week. difference.
2: There's a difference. There's a difference. And, and you know, and again, hot take Joe, right? Overreaction. You know, week one against the Jets, he threw three senseless picks where he just got frustrated and just got impatient. And, and the proof of that statement and the proof of that theory that we all had that it's just Josh getting impatient and the Jets setting him up to get impatient is the fact that when they played the Jets a second time and throttled them, Uh, uh, Salah literally came out and said, Josh didn't get impatient. We we baited him into trying to stretch that out and putting him in a situation where he would basically just make a mistake and he didn't do it this time, which just proves what we all thought, that Josh was forcing the ball when he didn't need to. And I'm the one that said maybe letting Josh be Josh all the time is a bad thing. But there's a measure. There's a balance in there between – Josh Allen that has to take over a football game and still letting Josh kind of be Josh, right? Mm-hmm. And I think what we saw against the Eagles wasn't necessarily Winter Soldier Josh. I think that was just who Josh Allen is. And there's a difference yes. between Sugar High Josh and Josh Allen being the Winter Soldier and then Josh Allen being Josh and then just, you know, a guy that's kind of neutered and you mm-hmm. know, is being forced to to make throws and forced into play calls that aren't really that don't fit who he is, which we saw Ken Dorsey. So he's got now a play caller that we all believe kind of understands who he is, understands what he wants to do. Uh, Mitch Moore said it best right, right. The day before Dorsey got fired, which was, you know, in situations like this, we got to go back to what we're good at and realizing what we do well, and then start focusing on those things. Dorsey's fired. And all of a sudden they're doing all the things that went well. So who knows what happened behind closed doors? All that to say this, I don't need Josh Allen forcing footballs down the field when the game is close when you've got a lead, there's just no reason for it. Mm-hmm. But for Josh Allen to play like he did against the jets to play like he did against the Eagles, that's who the kid is. Let him go ball. Let him go play. Right. I mean, he knows how to protect himself. Just let him, let the kid play football. And I was, you know, man, I, where were you at on the whole idea of not letting him run because you wanted to save him. You wanted to save his career. Were you, were you there?
3: No, no, Gee, I was, no.
2: I was, I was, no Jay Spence, Jay Spence, King and I, we talk about it all the time. Like, we got to get this guy to be a pocket passer. He may never be a pocket passer. That just yeah. may not ever be who he is.
3: Now, I was somewhere in the middle. Like, like I, I agreed with that. That Josh, at times, he took unnecessary hits. He did. He he made unnecessary decisions when he was running the ball. Like, like jumping over defenders. Like, I mean, we saw it against. Uh, I mean, this year, who was it? Um, um, early. I think they were, they were kind of near the goal line, and and Josh decided to try to leap over a defender, and he got you know like like set down. I don't, yeah. if it was, I don't know if it was early against the uh, against the Raiders or or what, but anyway, he he did it. Like,
2: I think it's happened twice this year, but not, not the yeah, goal line like, twice, but once in the goal line, once once against the Jets as well. I'm pretty sure it happened. So yeah,
3: yeah. So so it's so to a degree, I can understand I can understand the need to try to say, hey, Josh, you know, slide, okay, mm-hmm. you don't need to do that. I mean, and this this is this is when you can see the Winter Soldier, right? Like when the when you need to win the game, and we're talking about in the playoffs and postseason, and this is you know, games online, You need then you go ahead and do that if you feel the need to do it, but. To in a, uh,
2: yep, break you know the glass. I'm to but
3: just point, yep. right, right, break glass. Yeah, exactly. In case of emergency. And so I was like, all right, Josh, you just need to, you just need to know when to do it, right? When to turn it on and when to turn it off. Um, but at the same time, you can't restrict him from who he is. Right. And I think the mess, I think the messaging from from Ken Dorsey may have just kind of messed with him because we have heard the message, in, in Ken Dorsey he used to say it all the time. It was in a play, smart, not conservative. Right, right. And so I think that. You know, and, and Josh's filter it may it may have messed him up. It may have made him a little too gun shy yeah. at times. That's you good. know where he where he felt like you know what, dang! If I if I take off here, or if I use my legs here, if I you know scramble and do this here, then then I'm you know this is not me being smart. So I need to be conservative. And I think I think he it was the messaging may have just messed him all up. And so back to your point about Joe Brady, like I like how how Joe is letting him be him, mm. and he's calling plays that 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 fit his skill set. But they're also allowing him to do what he does best, and with um, with within measure. And so, yeah, like this is the Josh Allen that we can expect to see. And when Josh is playing like this, I mean, you you show me another quarterback, you know, that can really beat him, you know, uh, head for head. I mean, he can go he can go toe to toe with anybody with, with anybody. Pat Mahomes and Jalen Hurts and anybody in the yes. league right now. He, yes. can, he can do it, and yes. he absolutely other, has.
2: Other than Burrow, Burrow is like the only guy for some reason. For some reason, Zach yes. Taylor and the Bengals have the the Bills' number. They just do. I, they know how to play us.
3: I, I think I think is uh Luan Romo, man. I think I think that defense that defensive coordinator man Zach, is, is
2: Zach Taylor knows how to pick a part of Sean, the, the Bills defense as well. He knows he, how he to does. Match against them, which is he does. a lot a lot of your commenters are like, I hate when Josh runs, I love it and I hate it when Josh runs. I just want to see him slide. What's interesting is I share some of that sentiment. I want to see mm-hmm. him slide and not necessarily put his shoulder into a guy. Yeah, especially when he's got a right shoulder injury. I don't want to see yes. him necessarily go head first unless he needs to. I don't always want to see him run in the middle of the field unless it's amazingly unless I'm on the couch screaming run because there's nobody in the middle of the field. <laughs> Sometimes he just runs, but on the goal line, yeah. He is a he is He's a, a weapon, weapon, man. On the goal line, almost like no other quarterback. Like there's mm-hmm. there's it's one thing to have a quarterback that can run it in, Jalen Hurts, Pat Mahomes, Obviously, you know, Lamar Jackson is all worldly when it comes to this stuff. There's something about what Josh does to defenses. It almost paralyzes them when he's a threat to run inside the 10-yard line towards the end zone because they know it's coming Mm -hmm. and they know they can't stop it, which puts them on their heels for everything else that's going to happen around them. It's there's there's a With Lamar, it's almost like he's going to run, right? With Mm Jalen at times, like he's going to run. We know. With with Josh, I think defenses are like, I don't know what he's going to do. I just don't want him to run. I don't want him to run, right? And then he and then you're yes. not sure and it puts you on your heels. But it's yeah, it's it's it's, but, it's definitely tough. But let him run. Just let him go. But
3: then, but then and then we I mean we heard Leslie Frazier say the same thing, you know, uh, you know, in the podcast, um I think a couple of weeks ago, he was talking about it, and this is before I don't know if this is this was before they I mean they they uh they they fired Ken Dorsey, but they were talking, but he, he had made mention of of Josh's legs and, and that, that, no the question was posed to him like how would you defend Josh right now? If if you're defending him, how would you defend him? And uh, and 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 he was he was he basically said he look look I mean, Josh right now what makes Josh dangerous is his legs.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: That's what that's what makes him dangerous. That's that's what makes defensive coordinators kind of like 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 afraid, is because of the threat with him running the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's extremely dangerous passing the ball, but I would just play coverage right now because for some reason they're not running him. There's that's what that's it, basically yeah. what he said, paraphrasing. Yep. And and. We saw that, you know, and so, so you have to, so and defensive coordinators that they're talking about this, they know that Josh is a dangerous threat with his legs. He's already bad, mm. you know, dangerous with his, with his arm. And so if they could just sit back and play coverage without the threat of him running, then they'll do with that. And we saw that happening early in the week. So, I mean, early in the year, but now that he's starting to incorporate more of his skill set now and running the ball more it makes him all the more dangerous. And it brings that, that fear factor back in, yeah. uh, um, into teams. And so, yeah. Yeah, Josh, you know, he just needs to keep doing what he's doing. Um my 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 thing here is is not so much Josh. For me, uh cuz we cuz we've seen enough of Josh to know who he is and what we can expect and when he's on his A game, he's he's dangerous, he's tough to beat. My
2: unless the defense gives up you, 9 yards of pass.
3: <laughs> well, there you go. There you go. Which goes to uh who's who's running the defense? Sorry, didn't to, um, I didn't mean to distract and, and you. Sh- no, because you, I mean, th- that's a perfect segue because that's exactly where I was headed. Sean McDermott, it, it all goes back to Sean McDermott for me. Yeah. And I'm just gonna ask you the question flat out. I mean, because I mean this is this is the people are talking about this left, right, and center. Um, we've heard reports come out and about there's no way uh, you know Sean McDermott is gonna get, get relieved, right. You know, uh sources close to to, to saying you know, there's no way in the world he's getting relieved whatever i call cap Mm -hmm. my question to you joe (laughs) is sean mcdermott the right coach to lead this organization to its first super bowl victory
2: uh so there's there was an alarming stat that came out and i saw it on twitter i don't know i don't remember not that i don't know i don't remember who posted it It was just you know thumb scrolling through twitter and saw it and i was like huh the things that make you go hmm and this Mm. was one of those things there was a some a, a a tweeter out there, somebody on Twitter out there uh that is respectable. Again, I wish I remembered exactly who it was and it might be somebody one of the content creators, it could be somebody in the comment section. I don't know, but they said literally uh they had a stat that said uh no head coach and quarterback combo has ever won a Super Bowl mm-hmm. after being 5 years together if they haven't yep. won it already. Yep. And I was like oh in history, <laughs> in history, in the history of the NFL, I was just like, Oh, that's that's not a great, that's not a and, and as as and I'm I'm the king of the phrase stats only matter until they don't. So, like, I'm the guy that says on Twitter because we've got so many content creators are about the stats and it's all about the stats, yeah, and DVOA this and DVOA that, and you know, Josh Allen and this many times and this defense and in this situation, and it's like yes. stats only matter until they don't. Josh Allen put up 400 yards of offense. On his own and lost a football game. They're the first time; they were mm-hmm. the 39th team to put up yeah. I think over 500 yards of offense, score four touchdowns, and something else, and lose. It, it was the, fir- stats the first stats. ever. Yeah, stats only matter until they don't. And this is one of those situations where maybe the stat does matter. Like if it's if it's never happened before, there's an aspect of like maybe we need to make a move and then it and then it it turns into all the yeah butters yeah but who are you gonna get yeah but what are the chances Mm -hmm. of this and it and it and it has happened you know head coaches have moved teams you know Ted or John Gruden went to the Bucks and won a Super Bowl with Tony Dungy's football team right just because Mm -hmm. of a couple small tweaks and a couple small philosophy changes it does happen uh so so don't think that it doesn't happen um the question is who and there's an aspect of like with Josh Allen I feel like there would guy there'd be guys lining up. The Bills could make a trade for somebody. Absolutely. We've heard rumors Absolutely. that Sean McVay has wanted out of LA for years. Trade for Sean McVay. Would you give up a first round pick to bring Sean McVay to this football team? Yeah, without, I would. Question. With, without, without question. Without question. But at the end of the day, he ain't going anywhere. That's that's the the, the fact of the matter is, is he ha- is is approaching. If he's not already, he's approaching being the winningest coach in Bill's history. He's not going anywhere. Like Josh or Sean McDermott's not I, I unless some to to me, and I and and you can answer this question. If you if you miss the playoffs to the Steelers, the Browns, and the Colts, you deserve to be fired. If Josh Allen is your quarterback, in my opinion, you've colossally done something wrong during the season. That is, the Browns are on their fourth quarterback, right? the The, the, the Colts are on their second quarterback, and they're now going to have a backup running back. Which these are all also conversations of how the Bills could make the playoffs. But if you miss the playoffs to the to the Browns to the Steelers. Kenny Pickett is horrible. He's a garbage quarterback. And then obviously
1: everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy sandwich, but you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time.
0: And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. ba The
2: Colts, in my opinion, there's conversation about whether or not you should keep your, your job. About whether or not you are the reason. Because... <clears throat> There's a philosophy that I'm working on, and I apologize. I'm taking up a bunch of time.
3: No, no. Go go ahead, man. There's a, there's,
2: a, there's a theory, a philosophy that I'm working on, and I don't even know how to put it into words because I'm not Bruce Nolan. Like, I'm not one of these super smart dudes. But yeah, you can be in a football game as a player, and you can be an active participant in losing a football game. You can make a mistake. You can drop a catch on a wheel route that's a touchdown James Cook that turns into mm-hmm. two out you know two two false starts and then another missed pass and then another problem on special teams, right? Like you can be the domino, you can throw an interception, you can fumble the football, you can be an active participant, you can miss a field goal that's the game tying or game winning field goal. There's also people that get to be inactive participants that can help you lose a football game, and that's who your head coach <clears> is. Your head coach <laughs> making bad decisions. Is an inactive participant in the game that is causing you oh. to lose a football game, and the players can't overcome it and at what point in time at what point in time is he making enough mistakes over and over again the same mistakes where even the fans have familiarity and dorks like me are saying how many times does Josh gonna have to walk off a football field a winner to walk to the locker room a loser before somebody yeah. says this has to stop,
3: yeah. Absolutely, and, and you know, and then you get guys like like Rico talking about leave Sean McDermott alone, buddy.
2: <laughs>
3: Love Rico. So, so I mean, you you have you have a
2: contention. Not wrong. He's not Rico's. Rico's not wrong. He's the OG. He's oh, I'm gonna right. call Rico out. I'm gonna <laughs> call right. him out.
3: <laughs>
4: He's not you know,
3: wrong. I mean, it, it, it's almost split 50-50, You know, with people who who want to see for Sean McDermott fired and those who want to see him um, remain. He, here's here's where I, where I land on all of this, um, and I liken it to this. So. There is, there is um, a possibility that a coach, just like players, can have a cap, a ceiling, where they can be limited in certain aspects. 100%.
2: Um,
3: and, and they can have, you know, a certain DNA, like this is what they're known for. This is who they are, um, and they're comfortable within their space. So say, for instance, if I'm a, you know, we're talking about building a house. You know, you have you have those guys, you know, you have you have your specialties. You have guys who who lay the concrete. You know, you got you have guys who who do the plumbing. You have guys who, who you have electricians. You have all that. Right. Um, and then you have finishers like the people who who go in and they and they inspect the house and make sure everything's OK. And, and, and then you have the guys who actually come in and, and stage the house. So that way the house is ready for sale. OK, you can have a beautiful house all you want. Talk about it. You you can have a beautiful house. All you want is is perfect. It's great. Looks amazing. Could be ready to sell, but without proper staging, without Mm. that designer, that that, that person to come in there and say, okay, let me just go ahead and add this and add this little detail here and there and make it livable. Make it look like what somebody wants it to look like. It could sit on the market and not sell, even though you have a, a wonderful house. Yeah. And so my thing is this Sean McDermott might be, just good at doing something, and that something could be just a culture guy. He could be be great at bringing. I mean, you know, going into a team where the team is hasn't won a you know a playoffs for so long, and they're in need of a culture change, and and he's a great guy to come in there and change the culture and bring the team back up to 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 winning status and get them get them there. Yep. But yep. as far as but as far as finishing, as far as staging the team to win the Super Bowl, he's just not that guy. You know, you got to bring in a designer. You got to bring in somebody to come in here and actually stage the house right. Who can, what, who can build on the foundation and sell it. What That's speak- where I think Sean McDermott is.
2: What you're speaking to is the fact that playoff wins are a coach stat. So like, like as much as, you know, we hear that the wins are not a quarterback stat mm. and by and large, they're not, even though I feel like losses are kind of a quarterback yeah. stat, if you got a bad quarterback, you're going to lose football games, period in the story. Sure. Meanwhile, the quarterback, it's not a quarterback stat to win games, but wins, you know, a winning quarterback, uh, Peyton Manning winning, you know, at the percentage that he won at with the Colts and then getting hurt, missing a season. And that team going one and 15 says something, right? Like there's an aspect of like when a team loses its quarterback and they they tank Tom Brady, be a great example, as much as Tom Brady is probably the greatest quarterback ever to play football. And it's now being proven because of the fact that Bill Belichick can't win without him. When Tom Mm -hmm. Brady got hurt, when he blew out his knee, Matt Castle came in, who never, I don't think, started a game in college, and they won 12 games with Matt Castle as the quarterback.
4: Yeah, And and to
2: me, that says something. All that to say this, going back to your point about the playoffs. The regular season is a melee. It's literally a melee, and there's an aspect of it literally being a week-to-week league, as much as I hate that phrase because we Mm -hmm. leaned on it this season when it wasn't. It was like, no, no, there's a problem. And then we had to get to, like, week five week six and things weren't going well before it was like oh there really is a problem you're right it's not a week to week to week league this team has an issue on offense yeah however the reality is is the regular season is a week to week league period end of story it's a melee when you get to the tournament it's about coaching and 100%. Sean, Mc- sean mcdermott got his ass out coached Big time in that Eagles game. He got yes. outcoached in the Broncos game. He gets, he got outcoached in the chiefs game, the play at the 13 second game. There's mm-hmm. the, the amount of games that Sean McDermott has gotten outcoached in is the problem. So the question is, is can you yeah. find a head coach to get you through the melee, to get you to the tournament that can then the Broncos, believe it or not, are going to be a dangerous team in the playoffs because Sean Payton because is of an amazing coach. Right, he's an amazing Coaching. coach. So that <laughs> that's the problem. When it gets to the one game tournament football, Sean McDermott gets out coached. He just does not. He's four and four as a head coach in the playoffs. I'm not saying he gets out coached all the time, but when he goes up against Andy Reid, when he goes up against a good head coach, he has a ten- tendency to not come out on the right side.
3: I mean, and and that's it, and that and that's kind of you know where I stand, and that's why I'm at the point to where. I'm ready. I'm ready to cut bait, um, because not that I don't like Sean McDermott, not that I don't think he's a good guy, not that I don't think that he's a good coach. It's that the expectations and the standard have risen. Yeah. And 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 you mean I mean I mean we can say it was well, because of Sean McDermott. I mean he it, absolutely he raised that, it. He raised, it. He raised it, and that's what he does. I mean that right. that's, that's that goes back to my point is is that's who he is as a coach. He can raise expectations and the standards. He's a good coach. He's a in that in that regard. Yep. However when it go comes down to the playoffs you have to not only have the 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 dogs right but you have to have the coaching the coaching is what's going to get you over the hump and time and time again coaching has failed this team when you have a guy like like josh allen and stefan diggs when you have these weapons that have done their job the coaching has not done theirs and there has to come a point in time when you, as you know, I mean, whether you're Brandon Bean, or I mean, apparently it's gonna have to be the Pagulas. When you when you sit there and you say, you know what,
2: it's not bean. He has he has both, no power. They both report well, he has power, they both report to Pagula, though. It's bean Pagula. is not Sean's boss.
3: Yeah. So the Pagulas are gonna have to be the ones that sit, to sit here and say, Look, um, we have to do something else because though you are Probably, you know, you know, on part of being, you know, the winningest coach in in Bills history, though, though you've you've gotten us out of the 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 mud and 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 putting us on this stage, and you've done this for us for this franchise. I appreciate it, but we need better. The standard is up. The expectations are higher. This team is better than they currently are showing themselves to be in the playoffs. That's where it comes down to for me. And and, you know, and I went into the the end of last year after that that Bengals game. It really it really kind of upset me because. Um, I I was like, you know what? Um, I had no faith in Ken Dorsey Mm. whatsoever. Zero faith in Ken Dorsey. Um, And it really went back to probably like halftime of, I mean, you know, of of that Packers game, just kind of watching how he was coaching the game. I was like, well, I mean, Josh Allen's really taken over. But they had a a weak schedule and and Josh was able to get him through. Um, But then coaching in the playoffs again, I'm like, look, I I, I just can't, I can't, I can't deal with this. They have to get rid of Ken Dorsey, but I'm questioning Sean McDermott. Like this year, and this this is me going into this year. I said, you know what? It doesn't matter to me what happens in the regular season. It's all about the postseason for me. Mm-hmm. What they do in the postseason is going to tell me a lot about this team going forward. Not just the team, but the coaches. Um, and I allowed, you know, uh, my my homerism and my fandom to kind of pull me in, and I got into the I got sucked into the roller coaster of emotions of this other the regular season. Mm-hmm. But here we are again, and we're questioning the coaching. Uh, now we're sitting at six and six going into this i mean outside of the bye week and we're like do we trust sean mcdermott to really get this team not just out of this hole but if by chance they manage to get into the postseason hmm. like how many of you all out there right now are going to be sitting here waiting for the moment where sean mcdermott drops another egg in the postseason like at what point is it is it is enough enough well,
2: the hard part is Enrico had a good statement in the comments where he said, look, if they lose the next five in a row, we can have a conversation about firing Sean McDermott. Well, that's it's not really a fair comment. It's a good comment. Yes. If he if he loses the next five in a row, there probably is a real conversation at one bill's drive about whether or not Sean McDermott is going to remain the head coach of this football team. But it's it's kind of an unfair place to put our expectation because mm-hmm. it's not about losing the next five the bills could potentially wait they're going to win nine in a row to win the super bowl the bills have won i think eight or nine in a row before i believe they won i i, I want to go back to my my Corey bohorkes jersey and i believe it was nine and oh in the boho before they lost or, or they were getting mm-hmm. ready to, i think they went eight and no they lost the yeah. ninth game or something like that but regardless they've gone on long stretches like this before but to your point it's exactly right when they get to the tournament if they get in. And I think they can win out. I think there's a possibility. Anything is possible. And I think even if they don't win out, there's a chance because, again, it's the Browns, the Steelers, and the Colts. they got to beat out one of those teams. Now they've dug a hole inside the hole. They've lost six Mm -hmm. games. Five of them are inside the conference, which is not great because people have tiebreakers against you. But at the end of the day, your point is the most valid point. When they get to the tournament, is he going to be able to not commit the inactive errors that we have watched him commit over and over again. Are we going to be in a situation where if he's up, if the Bills are up by 16 points, or let's call it 17, so it's a three possession game and it's the middle of the third quarter, can he stay aggressive in his defense? Or is he going to turn it into a situation where everybody lets off the gas and there's just a let's keep everything in front of us? The offense mm-hmm. for some reason doesn't want to make mistakes and we get into this. It's a Sean Mc. It's not Josh yeah. Allen. Josh Allen doesn't get up seventeen points and in the third quarter decide I'm not going to complete every pass. I, can I just, play anymore. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I'm just not going to do that. No, it's a coaching thing. It's a philosophical right. thing. The play calls change. We get safe. The defense wants to keep everything in front of it. Sean said it on Monday. the The, the, the offensive receivers never supposed to get behind the defense. That's the mistake. Well, maybe that's the mistake. Maybe the mistake is yeah. playing too far back. But there's a lot. To, there's a lot that's going to go into this soup. Um, at the end of the day, we all want to see the Bills make the playoffs. At the end of the day, Sean McDermott changed the culture here. And th- there was a day when the culture went sideways in a bad fashion. John Fina, Jerry Ostrowski will tell you all about it. It's the day that Greg Williams was hired and the day that Tom Donahoe was hired. That was the day that this team sunk into oblivion. And that was the, that was the key marker. The key marker mm. on the way up was Sean McDermott getting hired. He changed the culture at one Bills drive, yeah. but you said it very, very well. Is he the right guy to raise the bar again and meet it? And I don't have that answer. We're going to find out because I don't think he's going to get fired, but we're going to find out if he has that ability. And the question is, is how many years of Josh Allen's career do we have left? And, you know, and inside of that, at what point in time does Josh say to himself, I think I could win if I was a whatever. Right? Oh like,
3: my gosh! Pick a team. Oh. Like
2: I think I could win if I was with that other team over there. I'm, mm. I'm not saying that that's going to happen, but mm. <laughs> do you think Aaron Rodgers is happy about winning one Super Bowl? Probably not.
3: Right? No. You know, I'm 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 a I'm gonna put a pin in that right there, Joe, because you said something right there that I really that really just stirred something up uh, within me. Uh, I'm gonna go back to the super chat here from Jeff King again. I'm um, gonna kind of piggy piggybacks on, on on that one point that you made about about kind of. You know, the uh, where the bills were back then. Um he says, Yo, look, uh, I loved Marv Levy, mm-hmm. loved him, had all the dogs to pull the sleigh, but he couldn't get it done. I'm reliving the same scenario again. And that is I and for those who are who 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 remember the bills from then it can agree. Right, I mean, you 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 have a point of reference, and you can kind of see the 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 writing on the wall, so to speak. Like like, dang man, like this team is is very very good. Um, they have the dogs, they have they have the dogs to pull a sleigh. But man, is the coach the coach to get them over the hump? He hasn't done it yet. I mean, he hasn't even made it to the to the uh, to the Super Bowl, let alone win it. I mean, so in my in my opinion, I mean, so far, I mean, at least Marv Levy's went went four times in a row. You know, and right. Sean hadn't even right. done one, and right. so. Uh
2: Jeff Jeff will remember there's there's up. there's one thing in common with both of these teams. Both that team from the for the 90 Super Bowls. You might I don't know how old you are Rev. I'm 50.
4: Yeah.
2: <laughs> 42. Me. But yeah, there, but there's one thing in common with both of these teams and that's the prevent defense. So, just, oh my. Throw, just throwing that up.
4: Oh.
0: oh. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Walt Cory, Walt Cory was a, was a hardcore prevent defense guy. So the Bills had to boat race people just what they had to do and they were capable of doing it until it got to the point where coaching in the tournament became the most important thing. The See? most important thing in the playoffs is coaching.
3: It's coaching. Now to go back to your to your point that I said you know let's put a pin in it. Oh my gosh. So now when you when you're in this position and and this is this is again to kind of go back and forth here with with Sean McDermott here. You mentioned Josh Allen, and this is where I don't think many fans are willing to even even talk about or to allow in their minds,
4: Mm
3: -hmm. is how long and how many years of Josh Allen's prime Mm. could we waste Mm. behind a coach who can't get it done? Right. Now, Josh is not just some ordinary quarterback here. I mean, we know quarterbacks like this, they they don't grow on trees. Josh is a generational quarterback. Okay, generational quarterback. And when you have one, you cannot be irresponsible with it, Mm -hmm. with him. You know, And, and I feel like like Sean McDermott is probably getting a little too comfortable with. This level of success that he's, that he's you know, that they, that he's had, you know, with the team and the fact that, hey, you know, I've, I've taken the Bills out of the drought. You know, we've been successful. We've been a, a perennial Super Bowl contending team for X amount of years. We've got Josh Allen. We have a good team. All this, I think he may have gotten a little bit comfortable in that and not understanding just the type of stallion he has, you know, uh, in Josh Allen. Like, you cannot waste. Many years of this man's career, especially when you know the way in which he plays. Okay, mm-hmm. um, his 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 physical aggressive nature. You understanding that you cannot be irresponsible with him in these games from a coaching standpoint. And that's where my main gripe is. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, the Bagulas, they have to get in here and they have to see. And look, now, look, you're paying Josh two hundred million dollars too. I mean, so so you're paying this guy a lot of money. A lot of money. It's
2: 300. It was 250 for the extension. Total value of the contract was like 320. It's like 300 million.
3: See, that's even worse. And I mean, it must be nice to where you can just, you can just drop that kind of money and and you really are not even concerned about it, you know, because to me, it's like you have this guy, you're you're paying paying him this kind of money. How, how much longer, right? Like, like, that's why I'm like, there, there needs to be a sense of urgency. Because we have seen, it's it's not just one game, it's not just two games, it's 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 multiple games in the postseason. I'm not yeah. talking about the regular season. It's multiple games in the postseason, like where, like you said, coaching matters, where Sean McDermott has failed, failed. Is it going to be when Josh's prime mm. is gone, when it's on a decline? Yeah, I mean, we may make the playoffs, you know, uh, you know, uh, constantly, but again and again and again, we lose. First round, second round, we lose. We can never get there. We lose, we lose, we lose. Now all of a sudden, like you had mentioned, Josh gets disgruntled. Mm-hmm. Heaven forbid that happens, but he gets disgruntled. He's like, he's looking at the, He's he, he's looking at his clock, and he's like, mm-hmm. I'm approaching thirty. I'm thirty one, whatever. And um, uh, I've I've had enough with this coach. I know if I was with X team with this coach, I would win a Super Bowl. You know, I mean, that's the that's the reality of the situation that we're facing, and and it's not as far off as many people may want to may want to think it is. It's True. right there, and that's my concern is 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 that, we're, that that this coach is not going anywhere. Like like you said, like like Pagulas are gonna they're 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 not gonna do anything, you know. Sean McDermott could go in there and, and we could lose again. And it's like the 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 excuses already been written. Oh well, look at the injuries that, that have been sustained on the defense. Right, and right. and you know, I've had a you know deal with you know a, a second year offensive coordinator who just really wasn't it and I had to fire him. And so, you know, we it just wasn't we just didn't have enough time in the year. But give me one right. more year and I and I can assure you, you know, we're gonna turn this thing around. Like, like, come on now, like that that's that's that. I'm tired of it. I'm just rambling here, Joe, but
2: you're good. I got bad news for you. Thing, inside, I've got bad news inside of your rambling. So first of all, the, the Buffalo Bills are a business. They're a corporation, right? So um, at the end of the day, things being good is the most important thing right now because they're trying to build a stadium. And they're trying to build a stadium that already has, and all they have is a hole in the ground, and it's already got 30% overruns and the pagulas are on the hook for the overruns. Now I know everybody's like my god the pagulas are worth 7 billion dollars. Who gives a crap about 300 million, right? Uh, the overruns that they have right now. Yeah. The pagulas are not 7 billion dollars liquid. The, most of their assets are yeah. the buffalo bills <laughs> and then a bunch of fracking oil fields, natural gas wells in Pennsylvania yeah. and across the country. That the current administration and government wants are doing their best to keep them from never being able to use them. So as much as they're worth, their net worth now—they're wealthy. They're incredibly wealthy. It's not like they're not—they're not broke. I mean, they get—they're a cash-to-cap team, which means that mm-hmm. unlike Ralph Wilson, the reason we get good players now is because we have a winning culture, but also because the Bills are willing willing to write checks like and give players cash up front. Whereas Ralph yeah. was not a bazillionaire like the Bagoulas are. But regardless of that. Getting back to it, the bills are a business. The business being good while the stadium is being built is the most important thing, and there is going to be a difficult conversation of what if. Okay, mm-hmm. we've got Sean McDermott. We know that we're going to make the playoffs more more often than not, and this year they're probably going to make the playoffs. Let's be honest; they're probably not going to miss the playoffs this year. My expectation is still that they're going to make the playoffs. I don't know that they'll make it past mm-hmm. the first round of the playoffs, but they're going to make the playoffs because, again, Cleveland. The Colts, right, and and uh, uh, mm-hmm. uh, the Cleveland Colts and Steelers because those teams are garbage. Re- yeah, regardless, they're garbage. Um, mm-hmm. So the, the conversation is: is do we fire our head coach and then bring in a guy that l- literally is Brandon Staley, and now you've got a, a Charger situation where the team is not good, nine and eight, mm-hmm. right? Like or eight and mm-hmm. nine, like just can't play well. So I would, I guarantee you, there's a, a there is a corporate conservatism going on right now that the bills need to stay Mm -hmm. good because they need to sell tickets because I'm a season ticket holder. And I'm one of the guys I've got, I've got my seats are three thirteen row one. I'm on the 30 yard line row one, the PSLs for my seats. If I get like seats are going to be astronomical. I'm talking about mortgaging the PSLs because I don't have that kind of cash. Yeah. So they've got to be good enough for me to want to buy in or I'm out. And how many fans can be out before this whole thing goes belly up? Not, Literally, but you know what I'm saying. Figuratively, yeah. figuratively belly yeah. up. So there's an there's an aspect, to, and, and there's a there's a reaction to sell tickets to the new stadium first versus win a Super Bowl first. That's my fear. And I would, if I had mm. to guess, as a businessman, as a leader, as a guy that owns a company, as a guy that's been in executive leadership, I promise you those conversations are hev- hard and heavy. Like we need to make sure we're yeah. winning football games because of what's coming in 2026 and they want to give this stadium to the fans. It's not a situation where that like they're doing this for negative or bad reasons. They want to give us a good right. stadium. They want to do this, but at the same time there's the reality that they got to pay for the damn thing, right? Because they're sure, not Sure. They're not they're not they're not at home in cold in New York in their mansion <laughs> on the pond with 7 billion dollars in the safe. That's not what's going on right <laughs> now. Like that's not who they are.
3: So now now it could the same be said well let me, let me let me let me let me phrase it this way. Um to to all the season ticket holders and and those who 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 uh you know who who frequent, you know, um Bills games all the time and 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 my question is what's good enough for you to buy in to this new stadium? Like like what's good enough? Is it the Bills just, you know, winning the regular season and oh they go to the playoffs, you know, um but they don't really win a Super Bowl? Like like at what point is it like I've had enough. I'm I'm done. Like do you, do you need to see them hang a banner up? You know what I'm saying? For you to be all in and buy in, or are you just, you know, content with this, with them just winning and just going to the postseason but constantly getting bounced in the first and second round?
2: that's tough i mean everybody's going to be in a different situation so everybody's financials are in a different situation (laughs) for you know Marshawn lynch everybody's mentals are in a different situation (laughs) i think a big i think a big difficulty in this whole conversation as much as you know uh last year and the year before and even well not 2020 but 2021 2022 there was a great deal of non-season ticket holders that were wildly upset about the aftermarket the secondary market for ticket sales the tickets were 500 each or 400 mm-hmm. each and they're like furious i may never get to go to a football game again and blah 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 and there's a lot of, yeah. and i don't really sell my tickets but like a lot of whining but i get it if you've got them and you can't go and you and the market's set you can get 500 a ticket get 500 a ticket But this year has brought back the reality of I can't give my tickets away. So literally, if it's a Sunday night football game or a Monday night football game, even against a team, the Broncos that we should beat, I had to give my tickets away because I couldn't find anybody to buy them, let alone take them. And like the people that took them walked out of there, losers. They walked out of there like watching a football team lose at at 1130 at night. So you asked the question, what is it going to take for us to buy in? Josh Allen is a big piece of this. The expectation and the feeling that you're gonna that you're gonna win. I you know I love going to games. I know that Bill's Mafia loves going to the games. Cutting the stadium down to sixty two thousand seats makes a big difference. Um, I don't know how much corporate garbage they're gonna put inside this Crystal Palace, but there's a great deal of mm-hmm. like. I, and I know you're. I I I don't even know if you're. You're Are you from Buffalo? I, I, rather, no, I don't even. Know. No, no, you, you no, got, no. I'm from. I'm in Texas. Gotcha. So so there there's a, there's. A, they're going about this completely the wrong way. And you can't understand this unless you're from New York and realize what the politics here are like. I've Mm -hmm. been to Patriot place. I've been 45 minutes outside of Boston where the Patriot stadium is. And there's a stadium and there's restaurants and hotels and there's a hospital and it's a complete entire, like NFL compound with all this really cool stuff. Meanwhile, the Buffalo bills are building the coolest stadium I've ever seen in the middle of a field in Orchard Park, with nothing around it. They're missing. They're just missing the whole freaking thing. Wow. There's, there's a, there's a, there's, and I know that that's a lot of politics more than the bills necessarily, but there's a lot to it. Winning a Super Bowl would help, right? You win a Super Bowl, people yeah. are gonna like pay anything that they can pay, and they're gonna mortgage anything they can mortgage to get into that stadium. You gotta, you gotta keep winning. But at the end of the day, if they start losing, it's it's not going to be great. They, the last thing they want to do is list PSLs at $10,000 or $15,000 a seat. And then six months later go, well, we've dropped our PSL prices to $7,000. Will you take it now? Mm. Right. I mean, that's, they don't want to be in that. Cause then they're, then that's on good morning football, which is on the wall in the back of the room there. <laughs> like, like they're talking about it on ESPN first take, Oh, the bills have dropped their PSL prices. No team in history has yeah. ever had to do that. Right. Right. So oh, it, is Buffalo a viable market for, for an NFL team? Like those, that, Dude, it's – here we go. That's a right? tough place around, to be. Around, 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 around we go, yeah.
3: That's a, it's a, it's a tough, that's tough place to be for the, for the Buffalo Bills, and and they have to win, which, I mean – and I think, I think we, we can all agree, I mean, we want this team to win, and and, and they, they have to do it, And which makes this season so so crazy, right? I mean, right. it's like, man, like, like, you're six and six. Like, you have nobody to blame but yourself. I mean, we can, rising, talk, we can talk about injuries if you want to. A, so
2: a rising tide lifts all boats. Win the freaking Super Bowl, all the problems solve themselves.
3: Joel, you got that right. You got right. that right. That's it. They, they, they just have to win the whole doggone thing. Win the Super they Bowl. Have to, they, everything, they have to
2: everything do it. Itself, yep.
3: Everything all corrects itself. Everything fixes itself, and we're not even having this discussion again. That's but right. the fact of the matter is they haven't gotten there yet. And they're six they six the Super and Bowl, They win in. the
2: Super Bowl. The corporations buy the tickets. The corporations buy the suites. They might not keep them forever, but you start winning the Super Bowl, and, like, you'll have teams will be, or companies will be coming from Toronto to buy. To buy yes, it'll be yeah. win the Super Bowl. Put, put a good product on the field. You won't have a problem.
3: Well, they have a product on the field. They have, they have, they have a good product on the field. And I think that um, this team, you know, when they're, when they're playing their best, they can, they can go against anybody. And and I think they have the squad to actually win it all. I mean, you know, um, it's just a matter of the coaching once they get in the postseason, but that's, Six weeks away. Right now, the Bills have an insurmountable task ahead of them once they get out of this bye week, and they have five games that I think they have to win. They they probably have to win out. Now, I, I mean, of course, I don't know the specific numbers, but let's just let's just take this time right now just to kind of go through the Bills' remaining schedule and 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 figure out. Who they have to beat, and how yeah. many games they have to win in order to get in the postseason, and it starts right <laughs> the gate with the Kansas City Chiefs. So Joe,
2: <laughs> they got to win that football game, which they can win. They, they can gotta win that game. football game. They they can win that football game. That's not a problem. But when you're looking at that, you've got to look at where everybody else is too. So I would preface mm-hmm. this conversation with the fact that the Bills are six and six, the Jets are out of reach, the Patriots are out of reach. In the AFC West, the Broncos are six and five. So they're ahead of the Bills because they got one less loss. The Raiders are five and seven. They're probably out of it. The Steelers, seven and four are in. The Browns are seven and four in right now. The Bengals are five and six. And I don't think you can count them out because they've got, they're a good coached football team like the Steelers. The Steelers are a good coached Mm -hmm. football team. Uh, In the South, right. In the South, you've got the Colts at six and five and the Texans at six and five. That's why the Bills are intense right now. So you've got a mm-hmm. crap ton of teams here that have to lose. So go ahead. Now you can start your conversation. So it's Chiefs, so the right? Chiefs. They, yeah. They've got to win. They've got to win that football game. Yeah. They've got to they've got to beat every AFC team on their on their roster or on their schedule at the very least.
3: Do you see them beating the Chiefs?
2: Yes. They don't they haven't had a problem beating the Chiefs in Arrowhead in the regular season the last couple of years.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So they okay. beat them both, they beat them twice the last two years.
3: All right, so if we're doing pick the Bills, um, coming out of the bye, the Bills win against the Chiefs. I think
2: the Bills. I think the Bills beat the Chiefs, and I think we go to seven and six, and Bills Mafia is on top of the world again. Look, we just beat the Chiefs, even though it doesn't really mean anything,
3: mm-hmm. because me it comes none. down to the
2: tournament. It comes down to the tournament.
3: Here we go, week fifteen. The Bills come back home, play the Cowboys. You <laughs> the pick the Cowboys that one.
2: On what do you think, Tech, um, Mr. Texas?
3: So, so for me. Uh, Look, the Cowboys are a good team. I mean I was Dak I was at fire. I was at
2: I was at the Bills' first Monday night football game in whatever it was 12 years when the Cowboys came in and yeah. Nick Folk quick kicked that field goal in the last seconds of the game. Uh like oh, that was a ridiculous game I don't know that hurt. I don't trust Dallas in this stadium that late in the year. On the road. On yeah. the road. Yeah,
4: right.
3: yeah. and I, I agree with you. And and so and this is this is where I give the Bills the edge just because of that, you know. Um and the Dow- and the Cowboys, they're probably, you know, they're like, you know, hey, well, you know, we can afford to lose this game you know, mm-hmm. uh, against the AFC team. So I get, I, I think the bills can win that game. I will give them the win, um, against the Dallas Cowboys at home. So two in a row, two in a row. Now the bills have to go across country now to play the chargers who, I mean, yeah, we can look at their record. The record is not good, but I mean, they got Justin Herbert, you've got, you know, uh, Keenan Allen, um, you know, Austin Eckler, they have, they have weapons, they have talent. You know, again, their coach is, is is coaching problems again, mm. you know. But a cross country trip in L.A. against the Chargers, um, what do you have?
2: So that the only team that loses more billsy than the Bills are the Chargers. They just invent yeah. ways to to lose football games, much like the Bills do. I don't I don't see a situation, especially with, I think I think Bosa's out. For, is he out for the year? He's out for the year, right? Is Joey Bosa out for the I year? I think so. Yeah, I, I don't see a situation where the Chargers beat the Bills. So to me, if I'm a homer, I'm a homer, but I think the Bills win that game too.
3: Okay. So the Bills three wins.
2: I've got three. Back, I've got back three, to back, three.
3: Three in a row. Yep. Okay. Um and uh let me see here. So <laughs> now the Bills go back. They play the Patriots. That's December 31st. That's a dub. They gotta win that game. I think I think if the if the bills are on a three game win streak and they go to Patriots, they they, they have that taste in the mouth from the, from the time that they lost, which they shouldn't have lost, 25, 29. I think they go into into at home and they just beat the ever living you know what out of the Patriots.
2: I I agree. I think I think of the five games, there's a potential loss in there somewhere. But I see a path to them winning all of these games. However, mm-hmm. I'll say this: the last game of the season against the Dolphins will not be for the AFC East. The Dolphins will have clinched the East by then.
3: You see, and that's where I was getting to because this last game, I was going to ask you if if you think it's it's for the division. I don't think so. I, I think the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins have the division. I mean, they're just too far ahead. They're two games um, up. Five yeah, games two left, games, two up, games and up, and, and they've
2: and got an easy schedule. They've got two hard games right. left on their schedule. I think is the Cowboys and us, and that's it.
3: Yeah, yeah. So, I, I there's there's no way I think that. I mean, in, unless something utterly ridiculous happens, um, I don't I don't see the I don't see the Dolphins um, losing the game. I can tell you, what, sch- can the tell you bill- what
2: their schedule can, is. Hang on a second. Let I'll tell you what their schedule yeah, is. Yeah, I'm
3: pulling up too. Yeah, I'm trying. To, my internet is kind of going slow yeah, here. So, let me see here.
2: So, I mean, the, the, you're talking about so they got the Commanders this week, right? Branders. That's a win. Titans the they're, they're going to beat the yeah. Titans the, the Jets the, it's the Cowboys the Ravens and the Bills so I mean I guess there's a potential if they lose if the Bills win out or get to 4-0 and effectively you know the, that the or the Dolphins lose to the Cowboys and the, and the Ravens which is not outside the realm of possibility they lost to the mm-hmm. Ravens last year after being up right they let them back in that game right. and then the Ravens beat them at the end um which is what the Ravens then turn around and did let the Bills do to them uh that game could be for the division. I just, I have a hard time believing. I think the dolphins probably finish the season four and one and the bills potentially five and oh, four and one, five and mm. oh. And then, it, and then it's going to come down to, and we can look at those games too. I'll, you pull up the, uh, the Brown schedule and I'll pull the, pull up the Colt schedule.
3: Yeah, let's do that. Here, let me, Oh man. I mean, I, we looking at the, the dolphins. I mean, I could, I could see a path where they actually lose to the, to, to the Cowboys Ravens. And then, Right. That last game, you know, against the Bills could, could be for something. Let me see here. Let me pull up the uh so the,
2: the Colts are six and six Browns. and five, right? So the Colts are they yep. have the Titans, which is a game they could lose. They've got the Bengals, which the, the Colts are a funny team. These are all games the Colts could lose. They have the Bengals, yep. the Steelers, they could lose to the Steelers. Uh they're gonna beat the Falcons. They're probably gonna beat the Raiders, and they're gonna lose to the to the Texans. Uh which we we'll call it on the last game of the season. So the Colts have to lose two of those games, and I think that that's very, very possible. And while you're doing your mm-hmm. uh, conversation about, yeah, got I the got Browns, the Browns. I look up. The yeah, scores. I got
3: the Browns. So I got, I got the Browns here. So um, tomorrow they, 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 are playing the, the, the Rams in LA. Then they have the Jags. Okay, now those, those two, two games are right there. I, I think they could lose both of those games. Um, then they have the, the, the Bears at home. Then they go to Houston to play the Texans. The Jets and they close out the game against the against the against the Bengals.
2: Where were the where were the Broncos in all this mess? AFC standings. Two seconds. I'm getting back to the Broncos. The Broncos were yeah. da, 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 da. the Broncos are six and five. So they're they're another one that the, the Bills have to worry. So you look up the Broncos while I go through the Steelers. Which by the way, I just yes. want to say that I am I am on record as saying that Mike Tomlin is the greatest NFL head coach ever. And and to me I love that, Mike Tomlin the fact that he has never been less than 500 and, and people can be like, Oh, it was all Ben Roethlisberger. You can't say that anymore. And we're at the point mm-hmm. now where Belichick was a horrible head coach before Tom Brady. and He's a horrible head coach after Tom Brady. So all you can surmise through that is that Tom Brady was the, a big part of the reason that Belichick won a lot of those football games. Now I'm not saying yeah. he's, he's a bad coach, probably the greatest defensive mind to ever play, but his head coaches go Mike Tomlin is unbelievable. All that to basically talk about this. So they play the Cardinals tomorrow. The Steelers do. They could lose that football game. Uh, they're gonna mm-hmm. beat the Patriots, in my opinion. The Steelers, Colts, who knows? That's a coin flip. Uh, the Bengals interdivision, they could win or lose that football game. Again, no Joe Burrow. The Seahawks, mm-hmm. it's incredible who Geno Smith has become as a quarterback. I they're the Steelers yes. are playing in Seattle 405, December 31st, New Year's Eve. I think this the Seahawks win that game, and then I absolutely think the end of the and it, Provided the Ravens have to play, which they may not. They might sit some players. I think the Ravens beat the Steelers, but believe it or not, our our entire playoff hopes could come down to the Ravens benching guys in that last game of the season. And that's sad. Mm. Right?
3: Right. Who who would have thought that the Bills would be in this position? In the hunt, you know, outside Need looking help. in, you
4: know, needing, Need needing help. help. <laughs> <laughs> I,
3: I that blows that blows my mind. That that completely yeah. blows my mind. So now the, looking at the Broncos here, the Broncos. So they play the they play um, the Texans tomorrow. Then they then they they stay on the you know kind of in the West Coast. They play the they play the Chargers after that. Then they they're on the road. So they have three straight road games: uh, the Texans, Chargers, Lions. I can see them losing all three of those games, honestly. Yep. Um, um And then and then they then they go home for two games in a row against the Patriots and then the Chargers and then they close out the season against the against the Raiders, um, on the road. Yep. So there's a path right there for the for the Broncos. I mean, they could, they could lose they could lose three to four games out of that, that final stretch there.
2: And and the one team we didn't talk about, the Texans, could probably win the next five. They're a good football team. With they are a
3: good – and well-coached.
2: And well-coached. Well hmm, imagine that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well-coached. And it, isn't it interesting to see two of the players that we just kind of, you know, dumped, hmm. um, Devin Singletary and Zach Moss, all of a sudden they go to different teams and they mm. Mm. look as good as they do.
2: Dude, it, Dev, Or Zach Moss on uh, NFL access was called a monster on the show. They were like, Oh, keep in mind that Jonathan Taylor isn't playing. And like the other guy was like, yeah, but Devin Sig-, or Zach Moss is a monster. Like, no. And I was like a monster. Like Zach Moss wow. is the guy that runs into the back of the, uh, the guy in front of him. Like, but he apparently <laughs> yeah. is playing really, really well. Apparently so, not. Yeah. 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 Uh, that's so, that's crazy. Then, yeah. And Devin has done, he's made some noise down there in the in, mm-hmm. in Houston, so which is good for him you know we it's not that i hate to see it that, yeah so yeah i know zach moss personally zach is a good dude and it's great to see him play well so right. just, it just makes you wonder why it
3: didn't work things yet. didn't work out right. yeah So uh, coaching man and and so i mean there, there's a path for the for the bills that they're, they're they, but they have they have to they they have to win all those all these games they cannot lose in my opinion like i think like i think you mentioned it earlier they can't lose another AFC game they cannot. The minute they lose, the minute they lose the AFC game. I think, I think it's a wrap, right? Correct. They, they have been, they, they have, you know, hurt themselves too much this year. Um, Golly, man. I didn't think that we'd be in this position right now in the hunt outside looking in, we need help. Bill's got to, you know, we got to, uh, What's the cliche, you know, Hey, you know, we can only control the controllables and we got to take it when we got time and win our games, but yeah. But then, you know, you've got to need, you need all these kind of scenarios. And then here we are, you know, like the last game of the year and we're trying to, play okay well you know that that little what's that little simulator on ESPN I think they put it out you know, the yeah. playoff simulator where this team yeah. loses this game and you know where yeah. did do... oh man it's the it's, hard
2: it's the nuts. hard the hard the hard part is literally the Bills don't lose to the Jets this is a different conversation the Bills don't lose right to the Broncos this is a different conversation like the games that the the games that the Bills the Bills don't lose to the Patriots the Bills don't lose to the Patriots and the Jets and like we're like now it's a race for the number mm-hmm. one like the number one seed at this point so Yes. Yeah, it's, just, it's just yeah, they've done it to like, so. I mean, themselves.
3: Just, just like that. And 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 it seems like every year there's always that one or two games where it's like, man, what are y'all doing? Had you have won this game, you know, we, we, the Bills would have had the number one seed. And then we're now we're sitting here looking at I, I still I still can't believe we lost to the Patriots. That 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 right there, the Patriots and the Broncos were the two games that really just I was fuming at that. I can't yeah. believe but I mean, and
2: how did they win? How did they win that game? Yeah. What what did what did Mac Jones do? Did he go right down the field and?
3: Yeah, yeah. Last, last, last. last minute drive. Have a winning score. Game and winning
2: drive. Win. Game, game, winning drive. drive. Yeah. yeah. On, 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 on what?
3: Was it? Was it because? Was it because Josh Allen threw an interception that that cost him the game? Or I
2: don't. Uh, I don't. I'm sure was he was threw it? an interception in that game, but yeah, it's, he uh, probably did.
3: Yeah. But I don't think that was. I think you know. I think you know. You look at it. It's <laughs> the defense. Bro. Uh man. Here go. we are. So needless <laughs> to say, the Bills. The Bills. They got to win out. Yeah. If, if there's B-O-L. a game they could stand and lose, is they they could stand and lose against the Cowboys, right? But that's it. Every other game they need to win, and it does not help the fact that they come out the gate against the Chiefs, mm-hmm. right out of this bye week mm-hmm. on the road in Arrowhead. We seems like we've been playing this team in Arrowhead for years. Finally, we get them to Buffalo next year. But uh, maybe <laughs> I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> oh man, it's 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 ridiculous how, how many how many times we gotta play this this team in there, but it That's is insane. what it is. The Bills gotta handle their business, man. They gotta handle their sure. business. Uh Joe, um, as we get ready to close out the show, man, uh, what, what 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 do you need to see from the Bills after the bye week? I mean, what at, are there any the risk- improvements?
2: Yeah, at the risk of upsetting all the Bills mafia, including myself, you know, complimentary football is important, right? And I got I'm mm-hmm. I, I got sick of hearing about it as well. You know, wh- going back to execution and all that stuff that we were talking about earlier, and you're talking about complimentary football, and like nothing is going right. It, it, there's an aspect of like, what do we have in con- a like this is shouldn't be a conversation, but they need to play good offense, they need to play good defense, they need, need to play good special teams because even the special teams unit has been bad this year. You you, you said earlier, you know, Sean McDermott fire himself. To me, a big part of Sean McDermott staying is getting back as the head coach only interested in the fine details of this organization and getting himself a defensive coordinator he trusts along with an offensive coordinator he trusts and a special teams coordinator he trusts. Um, Yeah, but but it's just it. Yeah, it's just I I lost my train of thought. I apologize. What was the question? Give me the question one more time.
3: Yeah, no, no. what, What do you need to see?
2: What do I need to see? see Complimentary football. And at the end of the day, I need to see them put their foot on the necks of people and not let up. And I need to see better coaching decisions. I need to see down the stretch those, those inactive participant mistakes. I need to see those go away or be limited greatly. Inactive participant mistakes like limited or gone completely no bad timeouts I don't need to see any more timeouts when the offenses the opposing team's offenses on the field you want to get a look at their defense how many times does yeah. that happen like it's just stop doing that stupid stuff it doesn't work right it doesn't work so it doesn't work so stop wasting timeouts stop 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 having bad challenge calls stop just stop all of it just Stop. Stop meddling hate in the game. Oh man, I can't I can't
3: stand that. That, that, that you, you you bring Josh out? Everybody knows you're not going for it. And you bring him out there to try to do a hard count and catch him off sides. Right. I can't stand it. It, it. Either you go for it or you're not. You know, I would much rather you just, just line up and, and just go for it and catch the defense. That's how you catch them off. You yeah. know, when they're when they're not thinking you're gonna do it, just go up line up and boom and just go for it. Anyway, Sean is he's, parts of his if his coaching, he's kind of like stuck in, you know, the old school. And I think I, I need him to get out of that. Yeah. Um, for me going forward, man, like I I just kind of echo your sentiments. You know, I, I, I want to see some of the same, the uh, Joe Brady, keep on doing what you're doing with, mm-hmm. with Josh. Um, he is. And and I'll say this much. I hope, I hope we don't waste Joe Brady too. You know what I'm saying? Because I, th- I think we found something there with Joe um, that I like, you know, yeah. and there could be, Early, we know, yeah. you know, I mean, we we know that 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 I mean, he's already even I think last year he's already had calls, you know, to be OC and even I think he may have had an interview for a head coaching job. He's going to be a hot commodity in the offseason. And so if Sean McDermott survives this year, um I think he may need to hurry up and make a decision with Joe Brady. I'm um, going forward. Don't even fool around with it. I know people say, "Well, it's no, it's not enough time." But hey, it, it is to me. It'll, go ahead and do it'll, it. Um,
2: it'll be it'll be Joe Brady. I can't imagine that he turns this offense around offense around unless he gets an opportunity someplace else and the Bills don't want to match or something like that. But yeah, yeah. I can't imagine. He's not going to get a head, a head coaching offer. That's for sure. But,
3: no, you know he's not ready. No, you know he's not ready. But yeah, so um, Bills just have to do it, man. And, and Sean McDermott has to get out of the way. He mm. has to get out of the way. And and, and and I hate to say it like this, but. Joe Brady in the office. They they may have to take the game out of Sean's hands. You know what I mean? Like they they may have to they may have to get to the point to where they put up such a, a lead to where to where you know and am talking about you know a late game lead to where yeah, yeah. you don't have to worry about Sean McDermott's bad prevent decisions, defense. Yeah, prevent, prevent defense, defense. Yeah. yeah, being being ultra conservative. So yep. uh, whether or not they, they're they're going to be able to do that against the Chiefs is you know a story untold. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we'll see, man. We'll we'll Hopefully. definitely see. It's gonna be fun, Joe. It's gonna be fun. It is gonna be fun. Uh, you know, man, uh, this was a therapy session. Um, <laughs> I know people, <laughs> people are gonna be like, "Hey, man, you know, uh, you know, you're a little too hard on Sean McDermott." It, it is what it is, man. Like I, I expect more. I want more out of out of this team. I like Sean, and 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 in the perfect world, he improves and he gets out of his own way. And the Bills are able to keep this continuity going forward and they can build on it. The last thing I want, trust me, the last thing I want is is an organizational change like this, because we know what that looks like. It doesn't look pretty and it's not oftentimes great. You know, now, is it is there is a possibility where if they end up making a decision that they could find somebody, you know, who could I know people are talking about? Well, who you know who? Give me a give me a name. Give me a name. I I think going back to what you said earlier. Coaches will be lined up outside of one Bill's drive to get a chance to coach Josh Allen. So I don't think That's the right. Bills have to worry about that. They don't have to wear a chance to worry about that. But Sean needs to coach like his job is on the line. Exactly. Man, I'll just say that. Yep. I'll say
2: that.
3: 100%. 100%. Joe, I appreciate you, man. Yeah, dude. Thanks any, for having any, me any, on. Any last words? Yeah, man. Hey, tell you what. Take this time right now, brother, to uh, just kind of let us know uh, what you got planned uh, you know, in the future, where where people can find you. You yeah. know, uh, on your shows and your podcast and all that, man. The floor is yours. Brother.
2: Well, there's a there's a lot of stranger strange names in the comment sections that I've never seen before. For those of you that don't know, I actually started my journey at Buffalo Fanatics, uh, but uh, you can now find my show, uh, the Overreaction Buffalo Sports Show. It's a post game show on Buffalo Rumblings uh, Sundays post game. If the Bills play at one or four o'clock, if they play in prime time, it's usually the next day uh right around eight o'clock in the morning but you can find it in pod form as well but it is youtube and in pod form i do the off tackle with john fina show on monday nights at uh 8 p.m and then i do the Humpty hotline with jay spencer king on wednesday nights but you can find me on twitter at joe miller wired uh love to interact love to be just a part of the community so for all intents and purposes if you follow me uh would well, yeah would love to uh get to know you so that would be great
3: joe i appreciate it man yeah, you sure guys I mean. go ahead i mean go out there you follow joe He he's a you know stand-up guy Um, Appreciate i love it. his content uh like i could really listen to him like all day long um they don't call him the voice for nothing he has that voice you know um <laughs> that you can really just listen to over if and I, over and over again he brings great I, content
2: if, man. if i could get a job reading books like where somebody would just pay me like a million dollars to sit at home and record myself reading books so people could have like audio form books i would do that right yeah so yeah. Oh, if the, bills, you know, if the bill, it, like so, FG's comment. If the bills move on um, from Joe Brady, hypothetically speaking, like I could, I could. if Somebody yes. just pay me. Somebody give me a million dollars to do that a year, <laughs> right? Like just read books and the sunset on the beach, right? Just something.
3: Yeah. Oh, that would be great. Yeah, and I would listen. And I would listen to it, man, because you know I'm, 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 I hate reading. You know, I mean, I'm in school trying to finish my degree, and I hate reading. And I, Same. and I have, to, I'm, I'm one of those Same. guys, man, where like I have to do the, the audio. I give me the audio version. Let me hear it because I. Probably had ADHD, just Sorry, hadn't buddy. been diagnosed, and I'm all over the place. So yeah, if I yeah. can hear it in voices is like, like yours, man, same. I'm it makes you, it makes life a whole lot better. You're right there with you. A whole lot better. <laughs> Shout out to you guys, man, for watching, for staying tuned, man. Uh, an hour and 40 something in the in, in, in the books. I appreciate you guys. Make sure you go ahead and follow Joe Miller at Joe Miller Wire. You saw, you know where you can find them. Uh, follow me at ratedrev. Go to supportbf.com and follow us on all of our social media platforms. If you haven't already done so, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe to the channel. Until next time, baby, it's Rev. It's Joe Miller, the voice. And as always, God bless mm. and go, Bills. Okay. We'll holler at y'all next time.